As we mentioned last week, Ikhutifillah, we're going to begin, insha'Allah, to deal with the book by Imam al-Dhahabi, Kitab al-Kaba'ir, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. And instead of reading the introduction, and every book in Al-Islam has an introduction. This was the way that the ulama of Al-Islam used to write their books, and this is the way that they continue to write their books, where they will have a muqaddamah. And the introduction is important, whether it's in Arabic or in English, because the introduction is going to let you know what is the minhaj of that person who wrote the book. The introduction is going to shed light on the contents of the book. And based upon the introduction, you can criticize the author. Al-Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah ta'ala, he put upon himself a condition that he would only put in his book the ahadith that are authentic. Once a person knows that, that that was his goal and his objective, if he were to find a hadith inside al-Bukhari that's not authentic, now he can criticize al-Imam al-Bukhari. The weak hadith that are in Sahih al-Bukhari, for an example, they're there for a reason, so it may not be necessarily just and fair to criticize him until you know what is and what was the minhaj of that author. So every book in Al-Islam, it has an introduction to it to shed light on the issue that's going to be dealt with. Instead of reading the introduction of Al-Imam Al-Dhahabi, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, in this book where he gave each and every one of us nasiha, he's given us advice, the Ummah of Al-Islam advice. And he gathered for us a book that details the issues of the kaba'ir. So instead of dealing with reading it word for word, we have made the talkhis of what he did. He talked about four primary issues in the introduction. The first issue that he spoke about was he wanted to prove this concept of dividing the dhanub and the ma'asi into kaba'ir and sagha'ir is from al-Islam. He wanted to prove that. There are certain people from the people of Al-Ahwa who follow their desires, who said, there are no kaba'ir and there are no sagha'ir. All of the sins are kaba'ir. People who had good intention from the Ahlul Tasawwuf, they had good intention. They said, if you disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that's a kabira. Al-Imam Al-Dhahabi brought that this distinction it is from Al-Islam. To say that this sin is a kabira and to say that this is a sagira, he wanted to prove that in the introduction. So he brought some of the ayat of the Qur'an and the ahadith to prove that, like the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an, in tajtanibu kaba'ir ma tunhawna anhu, nukafir ankum sayyatikum wa nutkhilukum mutkhalak karima. If you people stay away from the major sins that you have been prohibited from, Allah will 
give you the kafara. He will make the takfir. He will expiate your other sins. The smallest sins that you do, Allah will wipe them away and He will cause you to enter into an honorable entering. So Allah Ta'ala in this ayat, He called the sins kabair. If you stay away from the kabair. In another ayat, as Imam al-Dhahabi brought, he said that Allah Azza wa Jal said, "الَّذِينَ يَجْتَنِبُوا كَبَائِرِ الْإِثْمِ وَالْفَوَاحِشِ إِلَّا الْلَّمَمِ." Those people who avoid and they stay away from the major sins and from the fawahish, except they fall into the smaller sins, they fall into the lemam, those things that the people can't help. They're the less significant dhunub and ma'asi. For those people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your Lord, He is forgiven. And we have too many ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that also established this point where he told us sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam as-salawatul khams wal-jum'atu ilal-jum'ah wa ramadhan ila ramadhan mukaffiratun lima baynahunna idhajtuni batil kabair The five prayers that you make and the Jum'ah prayer to the next Jum'ah prayer and one Ramadan to the next Ramadan is an expiation if you stay away from the major sins. So if you fall into the small sins, like looking at a woman inadvertently, you didn't mean to do it, you looked and it was there, but you made a stikfar, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you by making the prayers. He'll forgive you by making hajj. He'll forgive you because you fast. So the point of all of this is in the introduction of Imam al-Dhahabi, the first point he dealt with is this concept, there are kabair and there are sagair. And it's not acceptable for the Muslim to come and to say, every sin is a kabira after Allah and His Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, they both have established that they are kabair and they are sagair. The second issue that Imam al-Dhahabi dealt with in the introduction is, how many kabair are there? And the scholars of Al-Islam have ikhtilaf concerning this issue, and he brought some of the statements of ikhtilaf. Some of the scholars said that there were only seven major sins. And they took the authentic hadith of Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu, that's in Bukhari Muslim, in which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal, اجتنبوا السبع المبيقات Stay away from and avoid the seven sins that will destroy you. You're going to fall into sins. ولابد Stay away from those seven sins that if you're falling into them, they will destroy you. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, الشِّرْقُ بِاللَّهِ وَالْقَتَلِ Killing someone, making shirk, killing someone, was sihr, and performing magic, a common practice in our community. Putting magic upon people and getting the magic off of you by using magic. The mother has a problem with the daughter-in-law, so she puts magic on the daughter-in-law. Stay away from the seven major sins. As shirk billah, killing people, magic, وَأَكْلُ riba And devouring riba, taking riba. وَأَكْلُ مَالِ الْيَتِيمِ And devouring the money of the orphan. 
you've been left and entrusted to take care of the affairs of the orphan, don't devour his money. And running away on the day of jihad from the battlefield. Not to mention denying jihad altogether. Because we have a group of people who go overboard and everything with them is jihad, jihad, jihad. You have the other extreme of the Muslims who come and say, no, the only jihad is jihad the nafs. La, there's jihad where we kill the kuffar. But it has fiqh to it, and it has religion to it, and it has knowledge to it. So the sixth thing is, not running away from the battlefield. And the final thing, seventh one is, رَمْيُ الْمُحْسِنَاتِ الْمُؤْمِنَاتِ الْغَافِلَاتِ That you would accuse a virtuous Muslim-believing woman of making zina when she is innocent. Stay away from those seven major sins. So because Rasulullah said that they were seven, some of the scholars took that position. Al-Imam al-Dhahabi, he said no. He felt that the correct position is that they were more than that. And he used the authentic statement and understanding of Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma, who said, Abdullah ibn Abbas said, the major sins are closer to 70 than they are to 7. They're closer to 70, 70, 70 than they are to 7. Concerning Abdullah ibn Abbas's statement, there are two points very quickly we have to mention. The first point is, there are a hadith in which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has mentioned other than Nubin Ma'asi and he described them as being from the Kabair that are not in the seven ones that were mentioned in the hadith of Abu Huraira. He asks his companions, Should I not tell you people what the greatest kabira is? The most severest sin? They said, what is it, Ya Rasulullah? He said, Al-Ishraqu Billah, that you make shirk with Allah. And that you are disobedient to your parents. So this wasn't mentioned in the hadith of Abu Huraira. And he was reclining, and then he sat up. And he became straight. And he said, Allah wa zur. And he kept saying it over and over. And the third thing is that you will give false testimony. You didn't see what happened. You don't know what happened. And so when you come, you start to say this happened and you didn't even know. That's false testimony. So in this hadith, two other sins were mentioned that were not in the first hadith of Abu Huraira. So it goes to show us more than seven. Abdullah ibn Abbas said it's closer to 70. As it relates to the second issue, it is the number that Abdullah ibn Abbas says 70. He doesn't mean 70 here, wallahu alam. Whenever you find in the Arabs, in their language, in the Quran, in the authentic Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, if the number seventy is used, usually it is a figurative number to denote a lot. It doesn't mean seventy specifically. That was the way that the Arabs used to speak, and they would say seventy in order to give an indication that it's a large number. He used to say to his companions, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, "Inni la astaghfirullah." وَأُتُوبُ إِلَيْهِ فِي الْيَوْمِ أَكْثَرْ مِنْ سَبْعِينَ مَرَّةِ I make istighfar and I make tawbah to Allah in one day more than 70 times. 
more than 70 times. So that doesn't mean that when you read that hadith, you should make istighfar until you get to 70 and 71. You should go beyond that. Rasulullah was using that as a figurative of speech. As Allah said to him in the Quran, إِن تَسْتَغْفِرْ لَهُمْ أَوْ لَا تَسْتَغْفِرْ لَهُمْ لَنْ يَغْفِرُ اللَّهُ لَهُمْ وَإِن تَسْتَغْفِرْ لَهُمْ سَبْعِينَ مَرَّةً لَنْ يَغْفِرُ اللَّهُ لَهُمْ If you seek their forgiveness, if you ask Allah to forgive them, those munafiqeen, or you don't ask them to forgive them. Even if you ask them 70 times, Allah is not going to forgive them. So the statement of Abdullah ibn Abbas is going to show that the kabair are kathira. There are many. The third point, extremely important point, dealing with the major sins, is he talked about how do we know that a sin is a major sin? And how do we know that a sin is a minor sin? He spoke about that issue, and he mentioned there are two things that will let you know that the sin is a major sin. In this deen of Al-Islam, if you want to know whether or not the sin is a major sin or a minor sin, then there are three things that you need to know. And Imam al-Dhahabi mentioned two in the introduction. Number one, if the sin has a wa'id connected to it in the dunya or the akhirah. If the sin that is being done has been described in the Quran or the Sunnah as being something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to punish the person for it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will curse the person for it. Allah will put him in the hellfire. Allah won't look at him. Allah won't purify them. They're from the brothers of the shayateen. They are similar to the kuffar. They will be far from the rahmah of Allah. They won't go into Jannah. And that is a kabira from the kabair. If it has a wa'id. The second thing that Imam al-Dhahabi brought was if there is a had in the dunya for that sin. If you get your hand chopped off for stealing, stealing is a major sin. If you get flogged for drinking khamar, khamar is a major sin. If you get locked up for being a deviant, as the ulama of Islam used to have deviants locked up in the prison, it's a major sin. So if it has a had, it's a major sin. Finally, the third thing, Imam al-Dhahabi didn't bring this, but it's understood by default. And that is, if there is a nas, Allah or His Messenger said, this is a major sin. Should I not tell you what the major sins are? Yes, Rasulullah, what are they? He said, shirk. So you know it's a major sin. That's the third point that Imam al-Dhahabi mentioned. Fourth and final point that he mentioned in the introduction before we go into the first kabira is that he wanted to explain how the kabair, even though they are kabair, they're major sins, the kabair, they have levels and degrees and they're not all on the same level. A shirk is a kabira from the kabair, but making shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not the same as killing someone. Making shirk is greater. Killing someone is a kabira from the kabair, but it is not the same as the qawla zur, bearing false witness. So he wanted to explain that the kabair are of different levels, and those are the four points that he dealt with in the introduction. And to sum up the introduction, I would like to say, 
When we make the distinction between the kabair and the sagair in al-Islam, that doesn't mean that a person looks at the small sins of the sagair as being small. Because if the small sins continue to gather up on a person, they will and they could burn him. If the small sins that he continues, he does them, they can turn into the kabair. Many times they are the prelude to the kabair. 